At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Well, thank you all for having me, Pastor. What a blessing to be here and meet your all your beautiful family. I'm a girl dad, so I, I, when I see girls singing on the stage, my both of my girls sing, and so it just warms my heart to see such a beautiful family. And the worship this morning, oh my Lord, I just wanted to go off to heaven. It was so beautiful, so thank you all for, y'all are blessed to have such a wonderful worship team. Amen. Y'all give the Lord praise for that. Well, I'm excited because of a church that will sow their first Sunday of the year for souls, to learn about souls, to help teach the congregation about souls, because this is going to increase your finances, being a soul winner. Does anybody need to increase their finances? A couple of y'all? Okay. I'll take the rest of y'all's. You say, Riley, what does finances have to do with soul winning? Everything. Because God, if he can get money to you and through you, more will come. Amen? And it's not about us. And I say that and we joke. um, But in uh, John chapter 4, he says that he who reaps receives wages. So I believe, and I'm speaking prophetically this morning because I heard it in my spirit, this church... As a result of this, your, in, your finances this year will be increased. You'll see even more by, by December 31st, 2024, you'll see an overwhelming increase because of what you did today. In Jesus' name. It's happened to us. I mean, I, I, everything, you know, and you have to qualify for that. Because the Bible says, if you're willing and obedient, what will happen? You eat the good of the land, you'll drive the best of the land, you'll, you'll live in the best of the land. He wants you to have all these things, not so you can, oh, look at me, look at what I drive, or look at what I'm wearing. No, it's to be a witness to establish His covenant on the earth. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning is establishing his covenant on the earth. And so, Pastor, I want to share that scripture you shared with me when you called, but I want to read it out of the Passion. And it's uh, Colossians 4, verse 5. In the Passion, it says, Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers. Now, how do we get wisdom? You're, uh, You're thinking, well, I need more wisdom. How do you get wisdom? Well, the Bible says he who is wise wins souls. You get more wisdom as you win souls. Amen? Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers. Do any of y'all live around any unbelievers? Amen. Kim and I do. Amen. (laughs) And we're living wisely. But look at this. It says, make it your duty to make him known. See, it's our duty. Say, it's my duty. As a believer, to make Jesus known, to make God known. Amen? It's our duty. Whatever neighborhood you live in, wherever you work, wherever you um, go to school, wherever you're at, wherever you get gas, wherever you buy groceries, it's your duty to make him known. Well, Brother Riley, it's not my duty. Um, It's pastor's duty. Or it's not my duty. I'm an intercessor. 
well, praise God for you're an intercessor, but it's still your duty to make him known. Amen? Then it says, let every word you speak be drenched with grace. When we talk to people, we're not here to judge or condemn or criticize or whether they have a different pronoun than the ones we use. Amen? Come on, somebody. Drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. See, we speak the truth in love, and we, we should be so loving. That's what Jesus was. He was so loving. People wanted to be around him. The Bible says that Jesus was a friend of notorious sinners. And so we need to be friends. If I said, um, and y'all don't say any names, what county are we in? Kerr County. So if I said to y'all this morning, who would be a notorious sinner in Kerr County? Don't say their names, please. But you know who they are, right? So we need to be their friends. We, we hate the sin, love the sinner, right? Amen. We all were sinners at one point. Amen. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you'll be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. Isn't that wonderful? I'm here to help you this morning. I'm here to get finances, to get provision, to get everything you need so you can be a successful witness, a successful Christian, living a victorious life for him this morning. Amen? I'm not here to criticize or condemn. Kim will tell you. I used to be the shyest, most timid person you'd know. As y'all can see, I'm a redhead. And I was a redhead at school whenever you get criticized for being a redhead. I got called all kinds of names growing up as a kid. I had acne. On, um, I'd get pimples. I still do. I'm 55 and I still get pimples. And I'm sorry if that was a bad confession. Lord, forgive me. I don't get them anymore. But y'all know what I'm saying. So I grew up shy, timid, um, abused as a kid, and uh, just had a lot of felt unworthy, all these things that were on me. And once I got saved when I was in uh, high school, I wanted to begin to start sharing my faith, but I couldn't because I was the way I was taught is you, everybody's going to hell. Everybody. So I'd say, you're going to hell, and nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. <laughs> So I did it wrong. I was telling people the bad news, which the Word says, give them the good news. Amen? And so I learned real quick um, how to do it. But I want to start off, let's go to 2 Timothy. And this is the foundation for our, the way the Lord has shown me how to, um, to teach this evangelism. 2 Timothy 1. And it's in verse, I'm going to read verse 5. It says, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith, say share the faith, that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but he gave us power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. Amen? We like to stop there. You know, we've even made little Sunday school songs about this scripture 
But then go to the next verse. He's not done there. In verse 8 it says, So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. That scripture there is talking about sharing your faith. And so let's look at that. Let's break this scripture down. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Well, if God didn't give us the fear, where's it coming from? Amen? And let me ask y'all, I'm just going to share with y'all some excuses that Christians have made as to why they're not witnessing. You know, I could ask y'all and... You know, you'd say, fear, I don't know how to do it. I, and I love this one. I don't have the gift of evangelism. Have you, any of y'all heard that before? Have any of y'all said that? Don't raise your hand. But have any of y'all said that before? I don't have the gift of evangelism like you, Brother Riley. Well, thank you for saying that. Go to Ephesians. <laughs> Go to Ephesians. Let me get over there. Ephesians 4. In verse 11, it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and pastors and teachers. Those are the five gifts. I don't see the gift of evangelism there. I see the gift of an evangelist. That's what I'm doing this morning. I'm standing in the office of an evangelist. When Kim and I are driving back home tomorrow, I'm Riley the Believer. When I go to the grocery store and get groceries, I'm Riley the believer. But when I'm in the office, this is what, verse 12, this is what my responsibility is. My responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work to build up the church, the body of Christ. So if y'all see any empty seats this morning, don't blame it on the pastors. Don't blame it on the Wimberleys. Amen? Their job is to teach you equip you, and then mobilize you to do the work. Amen? Every time I stand in front of a pulpit, I want, a lot of times, I really don't ever, Pastor, teach this without taking people out. And we're going to go out this morning. It's my job to teach you, train you, equip you, and then mobilize you to do this work. It's not just a cute little message this morning. We're going to go out and do this after church. We're going to grab a quick bite to eat, then we're going to go out and act on what we've learned. You know, faith comes by what? And faith works by love, right? But faith without works is what? Amen? So we don't want to be dead Christians. And uh, I know a lot of you have, um, you've done this, and some of you, you're like, well, I don't know how to do this. Well, I'm going to help you this morning. Amen? Another, another, um, excuse is I'm worried about what my friends and family might think. Well, guess what? They're already thinking that. I've just (laughs) set you free this morning. They already think that. Amen? And I'm afraid of being rejected. Well, sweetheart, it's not you they're rejecting. Amen? I used to be afraid, and I I heard um, one of my friends listens to Andrew Womack a lot. I listened to him at times, but we have all these different good preachers. But he said, if you're afraid of what people think about you, then you're in pride. That's what he said, Andrew said. And I was, I was very prideful because I was so shy. I was worried about what everybody was thinking about me, and they weren't even thinking anything about me. Amen? 
And so let's deal with the fear real quick. Go to Psalm 34. We have to deal with the fear because I don't want you to use that excuse anymore. Psalm 34, verse 4. All right, it says, I prayed to the Lord, he answered me, and he freed me from all my fears. So let's all say this, Heavenly Father, as I just saw in your word, when I pray to you, you'll answer me, free me now of the fear of witnessing. Free me now of the fear of sharing my faith. Free me now of the fear of of what others think about me. I'll do what you tell me to do. I'll go where you tell me to go. And I'll say what you tell me to say. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now go over to uh, Psalm 115. Say, I'm free. Now the Bible says, when the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. Amen. Psalm 118, this is so good. Faith comes by hearing the word. Psalm, um, that's 119, 118, verse 6. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? What can they do to us? We go out, we're going to go to the mall, we're going to go to HEB, we're going to go to Walmart uh, today. What can they do to us? I was in... Y'all know uh, Philip Renner? I was with Philip. We did a flashpoint in uh, um, Pasadena in November, and I was with Philip, and he, he, was, he brought his guitar, and we started having worship in Walmart. We had worship at the observatory. We had worship um, on Rodeo Drive. We had worship on Skid Row. I mean, we were worshiping. All they, if they said, well, you can't do that here. Okay, we were doing it. They, people were getting saved before the managers came up and said, you can't do that here. So <clears throat> all they can do is say no and we leave, right? And, and I don't know if y'all saw some of those videos, but when the um, security people came up, I prayed with them. They got saved. So... <laughs> So they can't do anything to us. All they can do is say, you can't do that here or whatever. But when we go in the stores, we become shoppers. Amen. There's some stuff Kim and I need to get, and we're going to go in and become shoppers. Amen. Go to Proverbs 29. This is so good. Proverbs 29, verse 25. It says, fearing people is a dangerous trap. But trusting the Lord means safety. <clears throat> the King James there says, the fear of man brings a snare. And it's like um, God has not given us the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear will try to come on you whenever you um, start to go out. <clears throat> because did y'all know that the devil cannot do anything about your salvation? Do you know that? Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. It will never be erased. Amen? They're not angels up there that are erasing your name every time you sin or every time you mess up. Your name is there. 
The devil can't do anything about your salvation, but what he can do is try to keep you from sharing your faith. So just know this, when we start to go out this morning, the spirit of fear will raise its ugly head. But the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and what will happen? We're going to submit to God, amen? So when you start to go out and you start, oh my gosh, that guy looks big. He looks like he could spit me up and chew me out. Oh my gosh, that's the spirit of fear. This guy on the inside is probably a puppy, puppy dog, right? <clears throat> so the spirit of fear will try to come, but look at what the message Bible says there. The fear of human opinion disables, but trusting in God protects you from that. See, that's what, <clears throat> excuse me this morning, that's what had me bound all those years, was the fear of human opinion. It kept me kept me bound but look at what the passion bible says there fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back some of y'all this morning are getting set free amen say fear go in jesus name amen now god didn't give us a spirit of fear but he gave us power let's go to romans 1 16 in the New Living, it says, I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. Say, the Word of God is the power of God. And look at Isaiah 55, verse 11, or Isaiah 55, verse 8. He says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. The message says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. And I like what our brother said this morning for the offering. He said it, doesn't make, it didn't make sense to start a software company in his natural mind, right? Y'all know we're a threefold being, right? We are a spirit being. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a physical body. And when we come to church, our spirit is fed. And when you get saved, what part of you get saved? Your spirit, right? Your spirit, man, gets recreated. That's why when someone gets born again, and these Genesis classes are so important, because once you get born again, and once they say a prayer with us, that's the first step. Well, people have said, well, Riley, it's more than just saying a prayer. Yes, thank you for saying that. It is. <clears throat> but saying the prayer is the first step, amen? And then once you say the prayer, your spirit gets recreated. Then Romans 12, your mind has to be renewed to God's word. The reason he started a software company not making sense to his natural thinking is because the spirit of God told him to start a software company, amen? See, we have to exercise our spirit to where we can hear with our spirit ears, not our natural thinking. It's kind of like uh, doing an offering, and you'll hear the pastor come up, and he'll say, um, you know, we're not here to get money from you. We're here to get blessings to you. Pray and ask the Lord what he would have you give this morning. And you sit there and pray, Lord, what would you have me give? And you hear, a hundred dollars. And you're like, hundred dollars? That's the devil. That's not God. <laughs> because your natural thinking kicked in and overrid what the Spirit was trying to do. Amen? 
So that's what I want to help you with this morning is God is saying, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. So we have to start thinking how God would think, how God sees everyone around us. We have to give God our finances, amen? If he says, I was, one day I was pumping gas, and y'all might, some of y'all may have heard this before, but I was pumping gas, and Kim knows, we're, we listen to the Lord all the time. It, our life is an adventure because we're waiting for God. We're making the most of every opportunity. This guy walks up with a one-gallon gas can, tells me this story about his mom is in the hospital a hundred miles away, you know, going to this story, and my natural mind is thinking, this guy's just trying to scam me. You know, this guy's just wanting some money. And the Lord said, get him some gas. And I was like, okay, sir, I'll get you some gas. I didn't want to hear his story. I just said, I'll get you some gas. And then I heard the Lord say, fill his car up with gas. And guess what he drives up in? <laughs> this big old Suburban. And that was back when the gas was $4, like years ago, $4. And so I'm pumping gas, $10, $20, $30, $40, $50. It just kept going. And I started praying in ninja tongues. Because I was like, oh, my Lord, when's it going to stop? It stopped on $100. And this guy's going, well, you didn't have to fill my car with gas. I said, yeah, I did. The Lord told me to. And so after... It, I filled it up. They're getting ready to go. I said, hang on, hang on a second. I got to share something with you. And I went over the card with them, went over the scriptures. They gave their life to Jesus. Amen. But that's what it's about. And when I looked in my billfold, guess what I had? A $100 bill to pay for their gas. Amen. God is good. Amen. So his thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. And look at Jeremiah 1.12. And this is the Lord talking. He said, that's right. And it means that I'm watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. The Amplified Bible says, I'm watching over my word to perform it. See, God, we're not waiting on God. You know, some of us have said, God, send me to the nations. God, when are you going to send me? When is my ministry going to come? When am I going to be like Jerry Savelle or Jesse Duplantis or Kenneth Copeland? Why, when, Lord? He's saying, Go. Amen? Like Pastor uh, Rox was saying last night, you got to start. I had to start. Kim, what year was it when God told me global evangelism? I was a little small town, Texas, smaller than Kerrville. It's Gainesville, Texas. And we had this big old word processor in our uh, spare bedroom. And I heard in my spirit, global evangelism. I think it was 1998. I'd never been out of Texas. I think... We took one trip uh, to Disneyland when we first got married, but I'd never been really out of Texas. And I hear in my spirit, global evangelism. Did that make sense? No, but I heard it in my spirit. Amen? He says, I'm watching over my word to perform it. Now go to Hebrews 4. This is so good. And this is how the word works. Hebrews 4. Yeah, I, I told Kim, I was like, how do you spell evangelism? <laughs> now, you're not doing it if you, have to, if you have to know how to spell it. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's no shame. 
but I couldn't spell it, and he told me to do it. So, and we've been doing it all over the world. So, but look at Hebrews four twelve. It says, "For the word of God, say the word of God." Notice it didn't say your personal testimony. Now we've been we've been taught in evangelism before. Share your personal testimony. I personally believe your personal testimony is for discipleship. Once they get saved and they're going through a certain cert, certain situation that maybe you've been through, share that with them after they get saved. If I have 30 seconds with someone, I'm going to share the Word of God. The Bible says that the Word of God is incorruptible seed. Amen? And it says the Word of God is alive and powerful. It, the Word of God, is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It, the Word of God, exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes. He's the one whom we're accountable. So, brother, can I use you for just a second? So when I walk up to this guy, come over here where everybody can see you. When I walk up to this guy, see, we've been taught, you've got to reason with him, right? We've been taught in the past, his soul has to be saved, right? That's what we've been taught, right? But what gets saved? The spirit man. What's your name? Fabian. The real Fabian, we're not seeing him on the outside. The real Fabian is on the inside. And so when I walk up to someone, I'm going to be talking to this guy, not worried about what his mind, will, emotions, what he's thinking is going on. I don't care what he thinks about me. Amen? I'm interested in his heart, his soul, that his spirit will get saved so his spirit can, uh, his mind can be renewed to God's Word. And that's why you hear before, repent, repent. How, how can this guy repent if he doesn't know what he needs to repent from? I'm going to say get saved, get saved, get saved because the Word of God, as we just read, the Word of God divides between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. The Word of God discerns the thoughts and intents of its heart. Amen? So why would I share my, my junk, my personal testimony? Amen? I'm going to share the Word of God with him. Y'all give him a hand. Amen? And then look at 1 Peter 1. Well, let me share with you what the message says. I have to share these because this is so good. The message Bible says, God means what he says. Nothing and no one can resist God's word. Nothing and no one. I don't care if you have an uncle or aunt or cousin that's not saved. Nothing and no one can resist God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. And then look at what the Passion says. God's Word penetrates to the very core of our being. I was at Marble Falls at Pastor Roxanne's church, and uh, this was the first time they called me to come there. And we did, um, I did a training, and then Saturday we went out. Saturday night we were out in the streets, and y'all know Marble Falls, small town, but we were out downtown area. No one was down there. And I kept hearing in my spirit, VFW, VFW, VFW. And I said, hey, Pastor, do y'all have a VFW in the city? They said, oh, yeah, at the edge of town. And I said, well, I think the Lord wants us to go there. They were like, okay. And we had a group with us of teenagers. We let them sit in the 
in the van, but we walk in, and I just walked in, and I saw this group sitting, this group of about 10 or 15 people sitting at a table, and so I went up to them. I said, hey, everybody, I'm Riley. I'm from Fort Worth, and I just have some good news for you. God loves you. He's got a great plan for your life. Romans 3 says, and I said, started saying Romans 3, and half the table, once I started quoting Scripture, turned and looked, continued partying, doing whatever they said. But this one lady sitting there had a beer mug in her hand and a cigarette and was doing this all one-handed. And I was thinking, my natural thinking was like, girl, you got skills. But I kept, I kept preaching. I said, Romans 6 says, everyone who, or Romans 6 says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Romans 10 says, everyone who calls on the Lord will be saved. Let's all say this prayer together. Heavenly Father, well, this lady says the prayer. And she repeats after me, and she's like, hey, come here, let's get a picture. I got a picture with her. I didn't bring it this morning. But... In my natural thinking, I was thinking, she just said that, you know, your natural man wants to think that. But before I walked out of that VFW, the Lord said, my word will not return void. Yes, Lord. And so months later, uh, Pastor Roxanne and Deb, I saw them at a convention, and they they came up to me. They were like, Riley, do you remember that lady with the beer mug and the cigarette? I said, oh, yeah, I'll never forget this lady as long as I live. They said she came up to us in the grocery store and said, when y'all walked in that night, I knew it was God. I'd been going to the bar, going to church, going to the bar, going to church. I rededicated my life that night, and I've not been back to the bar since. Now, here's what happened. The Word of God is incorruptible seed. Go to 1 Peter. That's why we have to be so confident in God's word. It's not about us, ladies and gentlemen. It's not about Riley. It's about his word, and it's about God will do anything he can do to get your friends saved, your family saved, your co-workers saved. He's going to do, he'll send a a guy from uh, Fort Worth to go to Marble Falls VFW to get your, we were in uh, Pensacola last January, and we, had, we prayed before we went out, and uh, um, we went all over the city, but we went in this motorcycle shop. I ride Harley, and so I love going in the motorcycle shops when I'm out of town. Kim knows. <clears throat> but we went in there, and this one kid uh, received Jesus. And when we, when we lead them to the Lord, we try to get their name, address, and phone number if they'll give them to us so we can bring it back and let the local churches follow up with them. And KCM will follow up with them as well. Well, we came back for prayer uh, testimony time. We said, hey, yeah, we uh, prayed with this one kid in the motorcycle shop. And he said his grandma goes to y'all's church. And they said, well, what's his grandma's name? And we told him, and the lady that prayed with us was believing God for her grandson to get saved. Amen? So I believe that the Lord will have us go to your friends, your kids, your your relatives today. Amen? Amen. Look at 1 Peter 23. It says, For you've been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living Word of God. See, we all got saved by hearing the Word. Amen? Amen? 
The scriptures say people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain. Amen? And look at, look at this. It says that word is the good news that was preached to you. Say good news. Amen. Now let's look at what the message says. Your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think, a life conceived by God himself. Isn't that wonderful? You guys and ladies are ministers of eternal life. When we walk up, some, when we walk up to people today, we're bringing them eternal life. They will never go to hell again after they walk into y'all. Amen? And look at what the Passion says. This seed that he planted in you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside you forever. Isn't that wonderful? When we walk up to someone and we share Romans 3, hey, brother, I want to let you know Romans 3 says all have sinned. He walks off and says, I don't want none of that. Guess what? That word will not return void. God's watching over that word to perform it. Amen? His word will prosper everywhere he sends it. Amen? Go to um, Proverbs. Y'all got to see this. Proverbs 20. In verse 27, or 2027, it says, The Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. Isn't that wonderful? When we speak God's word to someone, it's like getting an injection with the incorruptible seed. Amen? That incorruptible seed will live and grow inside them forever. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? Ushers, could y'all pass out the cards? And then I'm going to show you how to do this. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Go to 1 Corinthians real quick. And then while they're passing that out, we'll go over the love part of it. We do this in love. And I'm not going to read all of this for the sake of time. But in 1 Corinthians 13... Y'all know that God is love, right? And if God is on the inside of you, then you are love, right? So I'm looking at love this morning. Love is beautiful. Amen? I'm looking at love. So so, um, when we see this scripture here, we can say, when we see love, we can put our name in there. Riley is patient and kind. Kim's like, thank you for that. Riley is not jealous, boastful, proud, or rude. Riley's not rude. How many of y'all been witnessed to before and it's been a little rude? I have. Amen. Love is not rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable and keeps no record of being wronged. Love does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love, Riley, never gives up never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Love never fails. Amen? No matter what you're going through this morning, maybe it's a a situation or a circumstance, God's love will never fail. Amen? And we do this in love. And so, um, as they're passing this out, come up here, brother. I want to use you again. 
Fabio? Fabian, okay. So before we go out today, we're going to pray and ask the Lord where he would have us go. He's already told us the HEBs, the mall, the Walmart, but whenever uh, we break up into groups after church, pastor will give us instruction after um, I hand it over to him. But we're going to go out, and we're going to be looking for, uh, maybe the Lord will highlight someone. It's like, have y'all ever been eating at a restaurant, and you see this couple, or you see someone, you're like, man, I just got to talk to them. Y'all ever seen, done that before? Or maybe the Lord will say, blue sweater, or, and he'll give you things. He's given us things before, and the Lord will set you up. I mean... Kim and I were eating at a restaurant, and uh, it was a fancy Italian restaurant, and I'm a simple guy. I don't read the menus. I just don't do that. I don't know. I, she knows I can't do that. If we go to something like that, I'll get lasagna or, you know, something I know. That's just me. And so I asked this waiter, I said, hey, um, I, I didn't even look at the menu. I said, hey, man, what do you eat here? He said, if I was on death row, and this was my last day to live, I would, I would get this. So it was a setup. He's saying if it was his last day. So we got to the dessert. I said, what kind of dessert do you like? If I was on death row, and this was my last dessert to eat, I would get this. And I was like, okay, here we go. So when it came time for the check, I said, hey, you've been talking about death row. If you died today, where would you go? And he was like, man, I've been thinking about that. I, was, I thought, obviously. And uh, <laughs> Kim and I led him to the Lord, and we blessed him with a good tip, and he started crying. I mean, you just have to look for these opportunities. And as a result of today, y'all are going to have a lot of opportunities. You just need to know what to do when those opportunities come. Um, and so it's a divine appointment. So... I'm in Walmart or the mall, and I see this guy. The Lord's highlighted him. I'm just going to walk up. Do y'all have any of your cards, your gates of the city cards? Okay, we'll get them. We'll get them. We'll get them um, before we go out because I definitely want to pass those out. But we're just going to walk up to him. We'll invite them to the church. Um, this will be called Invitational Evangelism. And a lot of y'all have probably been passing these out. And so we're saying, hey, sir, how are you? I'm Riley. It's, uh, we want to invite you to Gates of the City Church. you go to church anywhere? No. Okay. So you go to church anywhere. Do you live in the area? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I'm not saying this would happen. But if you died right now, where do you believe you'd go? Or a long time from now, you're a young guy. A long time from now, when you pass away... Where do you believe you'll spend eternity? Oh, act like you're not saved. Okay. <laughs> you don't know? Okay. Well, if he doesn't know, we go straight to the scriptures. We don't ask that next question. If he said heaven, we would ask him that next question. But he said, I don't know where I'd go. So we go straight to the scriptures because remember, uh, faith comes by what? Hearing the word. So we want to give him the word. Well, just to let you know, Romans 3 says all have sinned. Romans 6 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. And Romans 10 says everyone who calls on the Lord will be saved. Say this quick prayer with me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I, believe I believe Jesus died on the cross for me, died on the cross for 
and rose again. I give you my life. I want Jesus Christ to come into my life and into my heart. Amen. Amen, brother. You ever said that prayer before? Praise God. That's wonderful. And then I'll get your name, address, and phone number. We have those tracks we'll give out after church um, so y'all can have. But there's one more thing I want to share with you. See, we don't just leave them there, right? Um, there's one more thing I want to share with you is uh, come to Gates of the City, Sundays at 1030, Wednesdays at 7. We have a lot of classes there. And any questions you might have, bring the questions to, to Pastor Wimberly. He's, he's here to help you. And there's one more thing I want to share with you is Mark 16 says, if you believe, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll get well. Do you have any kind of pain in your body I can pray for you? You good? Can I say a quick prayer blessing for you? Lord, I just thank you for my brother today. Let me run into him. Lord, what a divine appointment. What an honor to pray with him. Lord, I believe you continue to bless him. Lord, continue to prosper his business. Lord, we call him blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So what we're trying to do is make it short and sweet. Amen. Give him everything he needs. Get his name and phone number. Give him information about the church and then let him go. We're not here to preach Genesis to Revelations to them. Amen. Y'all give him a hand. They won't pray if they don't want to pray. But nine times out of ten, they will pray. What if they say when you ask them, I'm not saying this would happen but if you died right now, where, where would you go? Oh, I'd go to hell. Don't let that throw you off. You just, no matter what they say, go straight to the scriptures. Well, Romans 3 says all have sinned. I was in a real quick testimony to show you how this works. I was in Chipotle and uh, these with another guy. We were in D.C. at a believers convention. And we were, um, these four girls were walking by, and the Lord said, talk to them. And uh, I said, hey, where are y'all from? Y'all go to church anywhere? And this one girl stayed. She said, yeah, I go to church. I said, well, if you died right now, not saying that would happen, where would you go? And she looked down. She said, not a good place. And I said, well, Romans 3, Romans 6, Romans 10. Say this prayer with me, Heavenly Father. She began to say the prayer, and she got halfway through it. She said, I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. I give you my life. I want Jesus Christ to come into my life. She said, what are you trying to do, save me? I said, girl, you just got saved. Matter of fact, go get your friends. I want to talk to them. And all four of them got saved. Because what happened? The word... The incorruptible seed got injected into her spirit, and faith comes when you hear the word of God, right? His word will not return void. So faith is there. And when she began to believe in her heart, confess with her mouth, before she knew it, her mind kicked in and like, I'm getting saved. Amen? That's how it works. Amen? Amen? And so let me, let me say this with you all. <clears throat> Another thing, and I want to share with you all this morning, is what if we run into people who are Christians? And I want to ask you all this this morning, is this is what we say to Christians. The Bible says that I wish you're either hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm. And we, here's how we say that, is you're a Christian, awesome, that's wonderful. The Bible says, let me ask you, on a scale from one to five, 
We keep it one to five where it isn't so broad. But I'm asking y'all this same question this morning on a scale from one to five. One being lukewarm, five being totally hot, on fire, sold out for him. Where would you rate your walk, your personal walk this morning with him? That's what we ask people on the street. Well, I'm a Christian. I know Jesus died for me. That's fine. That's awesome. But on a scale from one to five, one being lukewarm, five being totally hot on fire, sold out for him, where would you rate your walk today? And I know uh, I was a closet Christian. I was a Christian, but I was lukewarm. Nobody, nobody knew I was a Christian that I worked, for, worked with. And you could say, well, Riley, were you really a Christian? Yes, I was. I was just a closet Christian. <clears throat> so every head bow, every eye closed this morning, I'm going to ask you that question. I want you to be honest with God. And I will say this, if you're on fire for God, you're sharing your faith. You're out there leading people to Jesus. You're doing what God has called you to do. If you're not sharing your faith and you're not, doing, you're not being obedient, then I would say you're probably lukewarm, but that's between you and him. That's not between me, you, and him. That's between you and him. Only you can answer that question. I'm not going to call you up, but I would like for you to raise your hand. I'm going to say a prayer with you. If that's you and you say, Riley, I'm making a change today. I'm, I've been lukewarm, but today's my day. I want to be on fire for God. If that's you, raise your hand. Just be honest. Amen. Thank you for being honest. Thank you all for being honest. Amen. You can put it back down. Thank you for being honest. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, God's going to change this city because of you this morning. Amen. He's going to change your family because of you this morning. He's gonna, he can change this nation with this group this morning. If we all will get on fire, share our faith, do what he's called us to do, he will change our nation with just this group. So let's all stand. I will lead you in a prayer, lead you in a confession. And don't just say it because I'm telling you to say it. Let's all say this, Heavenly Father, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for saving me. I give my life to you 100% on fire for you. Show me where to go. Tell me what to say. I'll do what you tell me to do, Lord. I'll be willing I'll be obedient in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all give the Lord praise. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.